Do you want to hear about great work happening in schools around the world? Just Schools are life-giving places that address feedback, engagement, and well-being for each student. This concept is founded on love and justice for each student. Dr. John Eckert digs deep into the current educational landscape with research, experience, and a good dose of humor and humility. Join us in the desire to do justice, love kindness, and walk with confident humility. Get inspired with stories of improvement in the profession that makes all others possible. Welcome to our first podcast of Just Schools. We're going to be talking to one of my favorite school leaders, Sierra Nickerson, on this podcast. And this is indicative of how the podcast will work. We're going to be talking to people doing the great work in schools right now that are the, the people that are the catalysts. We're going to bring research to what we're doing, but it's not the research that drives what we do. It's what's happening in kids' lives in real schools, and Sierra is a great example of that. So this interview is with Sierra Nickerson. Can't wait for you to hear from her. All right. Today, we are here with Sierra Nickerson, the principal of Hall Success Academy, a school for undercredited overage students who the system just has not worked well for. And Sierra is there leading that school with a number of other amazing educators and amazing students. And we're here to talk to her a little bit about how they address well-being. So they address Maslow before we get to Bloom. They're not mutually exclusive but Maslow is the foundation of the work that they do there. So Sierra, thanks for being with us. Tell us a little bit about your school. Yes, I work for an amazing school. I serve an amazing school. The Hall Success Academy is uh, built for students, like you said, who um, have had some challenges in being able to obtain their high school diploma. They've hit a few bumps in a row, uh, but we don't let those bumps, you know, get in the way of them being able to obtain their diploma. Some of our students, a population of them, are parents themselves, so they have had children or they're expecting at this moment. Um, some of our students, especially after the pandemic, require uh, work, and so they they have to work full time uh, roles. And we try to meet each student where they are to get them to where they need to be. Um, our school, we have two different ways that we are able to provide. Um, you know, high quality education. And one of those is through um, online learning. And so there's an online platform that our students are able to utilize. And then as well as direct instruction. So the traditional method of teaching. Um, but through it all, and with whatever classroom, we have a certified teacher that is um, directing the instruction, whether that's through online or face-to-face. So when we were in class together uh, last year, soon to be Dr. Nickerson uh, shared a really powerful story for me of just a small interaction that that uh, you had with a student that made for some interesting breakthrough that I think a lot of educators would have missed the opportunity for. And, and you certainly didn't share it in any kind of self-aggrandizing way or any kind of way that you were saving students here you don't ever use that kind of language but you saw this student and you connected with this student in a way that allowed you to bring some community resources in even to your school based on the conversation you had and i'd love for you to share that because i i think sometimes teaching feels overwhelming and administration certainly does right now but it's these moments where you make these connections 
where it serves the well-being of the student, but it also serves our well-being as educators. So would you mind uh, just retelling that story? I, it's, it's one of my favorite stories from last year. Yeah, it was um, when I, one of my first few months of, of being principal here at Hall, uh, there was a student who had been pointed out by another administrator as, you know, being a bit challenging and difficult. And she had had some issues with, you know, absences and and no one was able to really connect with her in order to see some progress. And so I um, took it upon myself to approach her and it, she was a little taken aback, like, okay, who is this lady coming up to me? <laughs> and I just asked her how she was doing. And that, that is like my staple question for all students. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but it's, it's just, how are you? And I, I wait for the response. After asking that question, you know, she's like, I'm fine. I'm good. And she was short trying to walk away. And I was like, your hair is just so nice. Who does, who does your hair? Because it was uniquely, she had, you know, some patterns and some different color rubber bands. And, and I was, I do my daughter's hair. And so I was just thinking like, dang, if I, only I could do something like that to right. Libby's hair, she would be like, you know, the star of her school. And she shared with me that she did her hair. And, you know, it, it was like a light had lit with her and she then opened up her phone and pulled out her Instagram and showed me some um, of the other, you know, people that she's done and she does hair at home on the side. And um, after she shared that, I was just thinking like, wow, like we have an entrepreneurial class that exposes our students to business opportunities and ways to market themselves. But how cool it, would it be to connect her with other uh, beauticians or cosmetologists or, you know, I have a, a friend that owns a beauty supply store in order for her to see what's possible. Like sometimes our students have to get outside or they have to see someone that's doing something that they um, would like to do or aspire to do in order to continue upon that path. So um, that was, I think that was the story. Yes. And so you brought those people into the school as a way to connect them to these communities it, the, the community resources that they have. So you saw the, the student as a resource. <laughs> Maybe it was for your own daughters. Like, hey, I need some ideas for how to get my daughter's hair uh, looking like this. But I love that, that it became an opportunity for you to connect your students to more resources in the community because you saw the assets that the student was bringing as opposed to the deficits that I'm sure um, when you're undercredited and overaged, you've been in a system that has not served you well. And sometimes that's cast as a deficit in you when really there's these things that these kids do that are so amazing outside of school. And a lot of us just don't ever have the opportunity to, to, to see that student for all that she is. That's and right. That was powerful. So I'm wondering if you have any other stories that are similar where you, you've seen some breakthroughs at your school where you or other educators have been able to come alongside and help kids begin to flourish in ways that they were created to be. Yes. And let me tell you, um, before I get into specific stories, if you're a friend of mine or if you know me, I'm going to have an ask. And so all of my acquaintances know that Sierra's probably going to ask us to <laughs> either uh, pick up the phone when she calls or <laughs> uh, come in and talk to the students or FaceTime. So what, whatever the case may be, I always involve everyone that's around me uh, for the success of our students. And, you know, our students, they do, they have so many different uh, gifts. And 
they haven't been celebrated. They haven't oftentimes been recognized for those gifts, especially in a traditional setting. Um, and and I, we really do. And, and I try to recognize and see what those gifts are and how we can utilize those um, for, for our campus and then how, how we can sharpen those tools for, for the success of their careers. I have a particular student that I'm thinking about. This student, and it pays to have a community of, of educators who have a historical understanding of some of our students. Um, one of our students came from one of our um, middle schools and my husband happened to ask me about her. He was like, do you know? I said, yeah, she's, she's one of our, our students. He's like, I want you to make sure you check in on her. Well, this particular student did not have a good day. Um, she did not want to get out of the car. She was having some really great things happening at home. Um, and uh, a close family member of hers was diagnosed with cancer. And she's being raised by her grandmother. Um, and so, you know, neither of her parents are involved. Well, um, I went out to the car to get her. She barely wanted to look at me. At this point, we hadn't really established much of a connection other than me being her principal and, um, and, and she being a student here at, at Hall Success Academy. I was able to finally get her out of the car. She you know, had her, her hoodie on and I told grandma, I will call her later. She's good. And walked her in straight into my office. I just sat down with her and um, I, I let her sit. I let her sit for just a couple of minutes and, and gather herself. And really, I was gathering myself to say, okay, how am I going to yeah. approach you know, the student? And then I said, what's, what's going on? How, what's, what's going on today? And she was like, I just, I don't feel, I didn't feel like coming to school. I just, things are, are not going well. And I was like, well, let's, let's see. You're, you're here. You made that, that first step. You got out of the car. That is something that is, you made the, the first step, you know, that, that's tremendous. So what else? Tell me about, you know, what are some of the things that you're interested in? What do you like to do? And she says, I always uh, wanted to be an attorney, a lawyer. I said, really? I think that would be a phenomenal career. Tell me more about this experience. And so she was telling me about some of the things that has happened in her life that have made her think that, you know, going down this pathway of being an attorney would be a great fit. And in the meantime, I'm, I'm going down my Rolodex in my brain. Who can I call to help me with this situation? And um, I did. I called one of my friends and I said, I need you to FaceTime me so that my student can see you. And, and she says, no problem. Give me two minutes. Um, and because she, she was in the middle of wrapping up something. And so before the student left my office. We FaceTimed my friend who is an attorney at one of the oil companies here. And, and she says, oh, I'm going to come see you. And, and we're, I'm going to mentor you. you. You can be an attorney. And so as and we're walking in the hallways talking on our way to class. And so I dropped our, our, this particular student off to class. And I was like, I'm going to check on you. And so that was the beginning of our relationship. And I do. I check on her. She just celebrated her 18th birthday. And we threw her a little breakfast party just to kind of, uh, she has been doing a tremendous job of accelerating her, her educational journey here in terms of, you know, getting her credits and um, completing courses. I'm just extremely proud of her. Next month, actually this month is October now. We have um, a group of uh, female attorneys that are coming out to talk to our young ladies. And of course, this student 
is going to be in the midst of, of this activity. It's, it's going to be a half day where um, they're going to do like a speed dating where they hear from um, 30 women that are coming to speak to our young ladies. So I'm, I'm excited about that, uh, that opportunity. I really try to get an understanding of who our students are, what challenges they face. And it's not just me, it's a team, right? And so the challenge is we, we can't do this work on our own and, and it definitely takes a community um, of resources. And so we have excellent counselors that are able to, um, to talk to our students and. Uh, connect them with the appropriate resources. And then, of course, you know, thinking about how can we extend the learning beyond the school? Because the school, we're going to prepare them for, you know, their high school diploma. That's great. But what's next? You know, what's that beyond right. high school? How can right. we prepare our students? Well, I see you looking at whole human beings. And so it's never about just a diploma when you're looking at a human being. And that's what I love about the way you do this. There are two things that you said that I, I wanted you to uh, talk a little bit more about. Uh, the first thing is you mentioned how you ask students, how are you? Uh, and then you wait. That's a very different way than how how are you is sometimes used. And then the second thing that I love about you is the way you connect your life and the people in your life to your students. Mm -hmm. So you're creating social capital and networks for the students, which are invaluable for kids. The weak ties that they have to the people in your life that then become stronger ties for them are, are amazing. And those are two things I think you do differently. I mean, I know a lot of educators do things like that, but I think you do those really well. So talk a little bit about those two things and then maybe how your district efforts are kind of looking at this. You're talking about individual students, but then how does this work district-wide? So that's yeah. a lot, but bite off whatever you want to bite off of that. Yeah. Okay. That question, how are you, is it's a loaded question, right? So we have, as a, as an educator, as someone who doesn't know what our students are experiencing at any given time, it's important that we do wait. And, um, and our students know that that's, that's a real question because I think it's so casually used in the English language um, in our society today. So I, I do, I ask that question. One of our students, and she's a, a, a mom, she's one of our parenting students. She was like, why do you always ask that question? I was like, because I want to know, how are you? And, and now like I, I see her and it's like, how are you? You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm doing good. And so they'll actually, they'll respond. Um, and that question, we have a student who uh, worked full time at Amazon. So he was working 12 hour shifts from, uh, he would get, start work at 6 p.m. and get off at 6 a.m. And he was still trying to make it, to, you know, come to school. Wow. And so he would come in late. And I started to see this pattern. I was like, how, how are you doing? You know, you're, you're coming in and you're, you're, I, I can see that you're tired. He was like, I'm just so tired. And so we worked it out with the nurse so that um, during a specified time during the day, if he felt like I'm, I'm just exhausted, he could go and take, you know, a 15, 20 minute nap. And then uh, one time he was extremely, he was mad, not, not like really mad, but he was like, you forgot to wake me up. My, the nurse forgot to wake me up. And I, I was like, you must've been really, really tired. Yeah. Um, but so just, trying to make sure that we, you know, meet our students where they are. Yes, I am unorthodox in my way of utilizing my network. Um, I feel like God has placed me here for a particular reason. And I must do all that I can do while I'm here 
right? We're, we're here in, in our roles for seasons and for reasons. And so I try to maximize that ability to utilize all of, I don't, if, my, if it's my parents, you know, that come in and donate food or donate their time, um, that, that's my superpower is just being able to use connections and, and other people. There's power in the people um, to serve our students and their families. So um, just to, you know, briefly talk about that and just to think about the direction of our district. Currently, you know, we're all being connected. And that's what Dr. Gaffney, our superintendent, wants us to make sure that we're embodying. And I live by that. You know, we're stronger together. <laughs> and I can't do everything on my own. And, and we have a huge service to make sure that we are attending to with our students. And so just utilizing everybody. Yeah, you're living out all Dean Connected. It's uh, Nickerson Connected. Like all your connections are your students' connections. And I, I love that. In the end, I think that's what great educators do uh, is connecting students to each other, connecting students to ideas, connecting students to the community. And I think when we do that, we're attending to their well-being because that's who they are. We know we can't meet all the needs. It's not about us. Right. But it is about us connecting them to things that can make them flourish and become all that they're created to be. So uh, last question for you. Uh, if you had one piece of advice for educators right now, this has been a, this has been a rough few years for educators. Uh, what's one piece of encouragement that you would give them as they think about the work that we get to do? So if you had just one nugget of final parting thoughts for them, what would you, what would you leave them with? I think um, just slow down to go fast, you know, just slow down to go fast. Slow down when we're having conversations with people, slow down listening. I had to slow myself down from talking because I get excited and give yourself some grace. I think the grace and then the, the slowing down of things, everything seems so urgent and it can seem so pressing and, and stress but that's when we're moving so fast we we have a way an internal compass of being able to to process things and to I, I hate to repeat myself but to slow down you know we're in the midst of conflict or things that are taking place sometimes I have to just tap into myself check in you're here you're standing you're breathing it's okay. You're, you are okay. In this moment right here, right now, you are okay. And if I'm not okay, then I can't service anybody around me. If I'm moving so fast that I don't see what's happening in front of me, I am at a disservice to everyone in front of me. And so my thing for this 2022-23 school year is to just slow down. Yeah. Well, yeah, we certainly can't address Maslow for other people if we haven't addressed it for ourselves. So yeah. Great words of advice. Really appreciate you, Sierra, and the work you're doing. And uh, thanks for taking time to be with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What I love about Sierra is the way she looks at each student, sees each student, and wants the flourishing of each student. And so the way we define flourishing in the book, Just Teaching, is that it's purpose-driven growth and thriving for the common good. And that's really our purpose. And to do that, we have to attend to students' well-being before we start thinking about ways that we can mentally engage them. And so educators like Sierra see a student and 
meet them where they're at, and then take them where they need to go. In the end, we need to think of well-being as not additional work. Instead, it's the way we do our work. And we need to push students toward connection and draw them into us. So as, as we ask them to dig deeper in their learning, we do that alongside them. And we can do that in classrooms that support more oxytocin, more serotonin and dopamine and less cortisol in the way our brains are wired and the way the chemistry of our brain works to either draw us into learning or push us away from learning. And so Sierra supports classrooms that are driven by laughter and play and the way and places that elicit stories and model gratitude, create moments, have fun, see whole people and develop an empathic capacity where as a leader, she's seeing students and has empathy and understanding for them so that they will also have that for others. And so those are some of the things that I think as you listen to Sierra and you hear what she's doing, I hope that's an encouragement to you as you look at the next steps that you're going to put in place in your schools and classrooms. Thank you for joining us uh, with Sierra. And I hope that you'll read more of these stories that come out in Just Teaching, stories like Sierra, because she's not alone. She's a catalyst like so many other amazing educators out there. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Baylor Center for School Leadership. Watch for Dr. John Eckert's first book in the series starting in January 2023.